Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Branch Life Church Online. My name is Josh. I'm one of the founding pastors of Branch Life Church, and we're excited to have you join us for our series finale of Daniel, Faith in Uncertain Times. Hey, we've had two goals as we've been traveling through Daniel. We've wanted to, number one, show you that this ancient text is alive and well for today. These words written thousands of years ago matter today. And when you read the Word of God, when you read the Bible, it has power for these moments and for these uncertain times. Our second goal is that you would see the power of faith in uncertain times. Through the life and example of Daniel, you would see why faith matters and how faith makes all the difference when you're traveling through life and when you're going through uncertainty like we are going through now together. The story of Daniel has been a powerful story that we've looked at over the course of these last few weeks. And if you've missed any of these talks or if you're just jumping in now and hearing this introduction for the first time, you can go on demand Uh, on our YouTube channel, on our website, and you can catch up in this series anytime. And we promise that today will be well worth your time as we take a broad stroke uh, discussion over everything that we've learned so that it sinks in and we can be reminded of and we can learn uh, the power of faith in uncertain times. So today we want to talk about five truths that show me the power of faith in uncertain times. You know, as As the teacher through this series, I'm learning so much. And there's been truths that we've run across as we've gone through this study that have impacted me, that have mattered to me. And so today, as we wrap up this series, we want to talk about five truths that show me the power of faith in uncertain times. And I hope that these truths will be an encouragement to you as we run through this all together. So hey, let's jump right in into the first truth about faith in uncertain times. Uh, The first truth, the first powerful truth about faith that sticks out to me is simply this. Faith knows who's really in control. Faith knows who's really in control. I'm gonna say this, man, leadership matters, right? If Whether you're a part of a family or a business, uh, a company, whether you have a teacher or a coach, leadership matters, and leadership matters in uncertain times. Often our problem is we're depending on the wrong leader. Have you ever played follow the leader? And sometimes, man, on that playground game, you would have a kid that knew exactly where they wanted to go and how they wanted to get there. And this line would form and it'd be an incredible adventure that you'd go on. And then another kid would become the leader and frankly, they were lost. They didn't quite know how to get from one section to the other or where they wanted to go or how they wanted to get there. In uncertain times, It's often like we're following a lost leader. But the story of Daniel, this powerful story, and the theme of the entire book is based on this one truth, that faith knows who's really in control and what leader we should be depending on. God is in control of those who are in control. That's the truth. 
That's what the story of Daniel tells you over and over and over again. We see through the life of Daniel, he started in chapter one as a young man who was captured as a prisoner of war. He was taken from his home, brought to a foreign land with foreign faith, with foreign religion, with new leadership. His life was literally on the line. And he had such a powerful faith in the one who was really in control. You see, his captors weren't in control. The king that was over him wasn't in control. The chief of the guard wasn't in control. Daniel wasn't in control. Daniel's family wasn't in control. No, Daniel knew who was really in control, and that was God. And the stories through this book continue to point us back to this powerful, powerful truth that God is in control of those who are in control. Now, in our uncertain times, We can get so concerned about our political leaders. We can get concerned about our community leaders, our own personal leadership, what's happening in our churches, what's happening in our schools. We don't know where to go. We're living in a time where nobody knows what's happening and what's next, except the one who's really in control. And we want to make sure that we're not following the wrong leader but that we're following the one who is really in control. Who would you rather have calling all the shots? Little old you that can only see this moment and this time or the all-knowing, all-powerful God of the universe that's present everywhere and in all time and by the way, created all things. I think I want to follow him as my leader. And Daniel made that commitment. And in the book of Daniel, we see this theme brought up over and over again. We see it in chapter one and chapter two and chapter six and chapter seven. There's a statement made, whether it's by Daniel, whether it's by Daniel's friends or one of the kings in the story. And the statement goes something like this. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes and sets up kings. You know, God is the one. God is the one who has the wisdom and who is forever. So look at the equation that's repeated over and over and over again and understand that this is a true mathematical equation. Our eternal God is greater than the times and the seasons. Our eternal God allows the sun to rise, brings the, the, the moon into its orbit. Our eternal God controls the weather patterns and the calendar and all of history. He's over it all. He's before it all. He's in it all. And he's through it all. Our eternal God is greater than the times and the seasons. And the times and the seasons are greater than any human leadership we could have. Any kings, any queens, any emperors, any presidents. God is over them all. God is the one who sets up kings and tears them down. Now, there's lots that we've talked about as we've looked at this truth over the course of the series. But remember this, as someone who has leadership in this world, we must always remember that our leaders are God-given and we are to respect our God-given authority. Yes, absolutely. God's authority trumps God-given authority, but God gives us the authority that we have and we can rest in his plan knowing that he's the one who sets up our kings, who sets up our presidents, who sets up our emperors, who sets up our bosses, who sets up our teachers, who sets up our parents. You know, I, I, I can just see every teenager in the world that when, when they have this moment in their life where they come to this realization and they're going, wait a minute, I didn't get to pick my parents. 
I, I didn't get to pick mom and dad. I had no say in the matter. I just get this mom or this dad and that's it. And maybe those teenagers feel like they hit the jackpot or maybe they feel like it was a raw deal. And who are you to tell me what to do? And, and why, why can't I have some more say in what's happening? And, and we go through this realization that, hey, we didn't pick our parents, but we remember this truth. God did. God is the one who sets up our authority. You have your favorite teacher when you're going through school and your least favorite teacher. What's true about both of them? God set up that authority. And so we respect and we honor our God-given authority. Think about this way when the Bible says to the children, children, honor your father and mother because it's the first commandment with promise. That is a broader truth that first applies to children. And as children, if we learn to honor our father and mother, our God-given authority in our formative years, then this principle will carry over even into adulthood that we honor our God-given authority even in our adult lives. Man, God is in control of, who, of who's in control. That's a powerful truth that's transformed me and has challenged me as we've walked through these days. And I hope it challenges you. Now, there's one more person in the Bible that we can't not mention as we're talking about this number one truth that shows the power of faith in uncertain times. When you're following the God of the universe, man, we are often tempted to do it our way, to follow ourselves, that figure we've got it all figured out. We can tell you what's wrong with the authority and what's wrong with the plan and, and what, what needs to happen. And we often depend on our simple selves. There's a character in the Bible who went through some incredible uncertain times and he fell into this same trap. He was hurting. He was in pain. He didn't know what was coming next. He had lost his family, his finances, his career, his marriage. All of these things came crumbling down and he found himself having a conversation with God where he thought he knew better than God. And God says to Job in this time, who is it that questions me? Who questions God's wisdom? with such ignorance. And Job had to respond, it's I. It's I. I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things too wonderful for me. I know that you can do anything and that nobody can stop you. God is in control of those who are in control. And in uncertain times, that is a powerful, powerful truth that you have faith in the one who is really in control. Hey, here's how this works, and here's how this truth impacts me. One, you realize it's not you, it's God. That's humility. Number two, that gives you hope. I now have hope in the God of the universe that he has the power, that he can solve these problems, that he can lead and guide me, and that brings me to power, the faith that can move mountains. So here's another equation that's attached to this, and we see it in the life of Daniel over and over and over again. We should see it in the life of a person of faith. Number one, be humble. Hey, humility is not passive, it's active. As a matter of fact, if you treat humility as a passive trait, you will find yourself becoming more and more self-filled instead of selfless. You actively have to pursue less of self. To be a humble person means admitting you don't know it all, you don't have the answers, you're not the cynic, you're not the critic, you're not God's gift to humanity, you are simple, you are limited, and you are at the mercy and the grace of God. 
That's humility. That's why we fall down on our knees when we pray, because we're humbling ourselves. Then humility gives us hope. Man, it's not me that has to solve this. It's God. And so I have hope in that. And hope leads to the power of the universe. I'm now tapping in to the power of God. God can cure cancer. God can save my soul. God can figure out a pandemic. God has the resources to do everything he wants me to do. There's power in faith. That's why this is the number one principle, that God is in control of those who are in control, because that is where the power is. Faith in uncertain times brings power in uncertain times. And the story of Daniel has shown that to us over and over again. That's why for me, it's the number one way we know that there's power in faith in uncertain times. Number two, we see that faith helps us do what is right when tomorrow is uncertain. Here's one of the problems about uncertain times. We don't know where to go. It's uncertain. What do you know when you don't know? What, what are you, can you be certain of in uncertain times? You can be certain that faith tells you exactly what is right today when you don't know about tomorrow. We saw this, excuse me, we saw this clearly in the beginning of chapter one. After Daniel had been captured, he was now being brought into a new way of life and to a new system. And he had the decision point to either lean into his faith or abandon his faith. He didn't know what tomorrow would hold. He didn't know what was in store for the rest of his life, but he knew what God told him to do and to not to do for today. So he was going to decide, do I follow God and do what's right? Or do I go with my own plan or this plan that I'm being given? So it says in chapter one of eight and nine, this, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor. Daniel decided that he, he, he more than decided he resolved what a powerful word. And we dove into this as we talked about this chapter in our series. And you can go check that out to dive even deeper. But he resolved in his heart. He made a vow, a commitment, a decision that was unbreakable. A resolved heart means I'm going to do this no matter what. It's sealed in in permanently. I've, I've wrapped it in. The decision's done. I've locked it. There's no way. It's my final answer. I'm going to follow God. He made that decision in that moment to be a follower of God. And it changed his entire lifetime. In Daniel chapter one, he was a teenager. By the time we get to the end of the stories in Daniel chapter six, he is in his 80s and 90s. And his life demonstrates a pattern of resolve to follow God. And he knew, though he didn't know what was coming next, he knew what to do today. Here's one of the powerful things about God's words. It gives you the principles for life so that you can know what to do today when you don't know about tomorrow. And you resolve in your heart to follow God, to honor God, to make godly choices. And then God uses that to bring favor into your life. Good consequences of good choices. And this marked Daniel because Daniel was resolved in his heart. It impacted a lifetime. It affected a lifetime. It guided a lifetime. It led him for a lifetime. When you have faith, and here's the power of faith, it guides you for your lifetime. And when there's questions about tomorrow, your faith gives you answers about today. Listen, we take it one step at a time.
How do we get through this pandemic? One day at a time. How do I get through this job loss? One day at a time. What do I do in that day? You do what's right. You honor God. You be a godly husband, teenager, wife. You you honor your father and mother. You depend on God in a humble spirit. You 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 give trust and hope and faith and love. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can do that today. And trust in God for this day. And do what's right in the moments that you have today. And watch God take care of tomorrow. That's the power of faith in uncertain times. So it's number two on our list. And we hope that this has encouraged you quickly. We're going to do these last three. Number three, the third truth that demonstrates power power to me of faith in uncertain times is faith sees Jesus is with you in, in the fire. Faith sees that Jesus is with you in the fire. Hey, God never promises that we wouldn't have trouble. Quite the opposite. He guarantees trouble and we're all in the midst of trouble times. Uncertainty means trouble. But here's the promise and here's the power of faith. Jesus walks with you through that trouble. In in chapter three of Daniel, we get into the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel did an awesome job of encouraging his friends to walk with God. And Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did this together. They resolved in their hearts and they decided to follow after God. And because they wouldn't worship an idol, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, man. They were literally thrown into the fire with punishment of death. And here's what the king saw when he saw them in the fiery furnace. I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of God. They recognized that this possible Christophany, Jesus showing up in the Old Testament, Jesus literally walking through Shadrach, Meshach, and with them in the fire, protecting them, guiding them, helping them survive this horrible, difficult, tragic time and tragic moment, demonstrating the power of faith in God in uncertain times, shows us that Jesus walks with you through the fire. You know, just this last week, uh, Jared and Natalie Lamos got some really, really hard news. They got the news that Jared's mom had passed away. She had been battling cancer over the course of these last several months. And through this cancer battle, as Jared and Natalie are getting ready to have their first child, they're praying for their mom, they're separated by distance, they're separated by disease, they couldn't see her, she couldn't see them because of COVID. They had to uh, have the the birth of Tilly until he was able to come into this world. And just weeks after that, the death of Jared's mom, man, talk about fire. Talk about hard times. But what faith does in these hard times, what faith gives you in uncertain times is an incredible gift. Because though they're traveling through heartache and loss, they're able to still maintain hope in their faith that they will see each other again, that God is in control, that God was with Jared's mom in the hospital as she fought cancer, when she was getting the diagnosis, on the uh, the hospice bed. God was with her as she breathed her last breath, and God was with her when she opened her eyes in glory. God walks with us through the fire. In this world, you will have trouble. 
But take hope. Take heart. I have overcome this world. The power of faith in uncertain times is that Jesus never leaves you. And if you are a follower of God, he walks with you through this fire. Now, let me just pause a moment. Do you have that hope? Do you have that faith? Have you resolved in your heart to become a follower of Jesus? Have you said, you know what? I'm going to let Jesus be my leader. I'm no longer going to be in control of my life, but I'm going to become a follower of God. I'm not saying, have you ever become a Christian? I'm saying, have you ever become a follower of God? The Bible talks about following Jesus and following God as the path to Christianity, as the path to faith. Are you an all-in follower of Jesus? Have you ever made this specific decision, this specific resolve to become a follower of Jesus and to trust in him for your salvation and to trust him with your life. I want to invite you into a powerful faith that can change a lifetime if you in this moment were resolved to follow Jesus. See, we all have been broken by sin and sin brings trouble in our lives and we're unable to cure our own sin. No, God gave us the gift to cure our sin and that's his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him, in the son that, or excuse me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the power of faith. Have you ever believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, in this moment, you can have this powerful faith by trusting in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, simply talk to God and tell him of your decision. Tell him of your resolve. Say, God, I know I'm a sinner. Tell him that you believe that Jesus came and died and rose again for your sins and that you want to trust in him for your salvation. Trust him with your life. Become a follower of Jesus. If you pray that prayer and in faith accept the free gift of salvation, you now have gone uh, from lost to found. You have become a part of the family of God, and we can celebrate that with you. If you have any questions about it, we want to encourage you to go to the gospel tab at branchlife.church/gospel, and you can find out more about this. If you have any questions, go there. You can see more information. You can get in contact with us. If you've prayed today to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, or if you pray today, would you also let us know? Type something in the comments, do the online response card, or go to that gospel tab. We would love to celebrate your decision to become a follower of God today, and that nothing would make us more happy than to know that you're in, that you're all in and following God. Because, hey, having faith in uncertain times, there is power in that faith. And so we have our last two top five faith markers that we see in the book of Daniel as we close out our series. Number four, an excellent spirit comes from our faith, not from our circumstances. Man, we saw this in in the beginning of chapter six as we go into Daniel and the lion's den, and we start to see that Daniel had an incredible amount of responsibility. But remember, he was a God follower, and he was known as someone who had an excellent spirit. And this truth man, has resonated with me through these times. There's, all of us are dealing with intense pressure, some intense loneliness, some intense boredom, some intense busyness, some intense financial strain, relationship strain, some with intense health issues. And that intensity can just crush our spirits and cause us to stress out. Here's the truth that we see from faith. Faith knows 
that faith is the provider of our excellent spirit, not our circumstances. Let me show you real quick a little bit of an illustration as we talk about this. Now, uh, this tree, this little lilac bush is a beautiful example of, of beauty in this world. So let's let this tree, the top of this tree with its beautiful buds and all that is in it, uh, all the lilacs that are starting to, to come out, let's have this represent an excellent spirit. Where does this beauty come from? In Daniel chapter 6, he's described as someone with a beautiful spirit, someone with an excellent spirit. And when you're around somebody with an excellent spirit, that beauty is, goes unmistaken. It is an encouragement to you. It's somebody you want to have around. It's somebody you want to build relationship with because they have an excellent spirit. You can see it. You can tell that it's happening. Now, where does that excellent spirit come from? An excellent spirit comes from the roots of faith. You see, this tree has circumstances happening all around it. These circumstances are impacting this beauty all day, every day. And it might be storming and it might be raining or the sun might be shining. But the beauty of this tree does not come from the circumstances around it. The beauty of this tree comes from the roots in faith. So how did Daniel have an excellent spirit? It wasn't all of this stuff being kidnapped having a new life, a new world, having responsibility, having his life put in danger by, by, uh, uh, by kings and authority and by lions. It wasn't this stuff that affected his spirit. It was his roots in his faith. And no matter what you are going through in a given season, in a given day, in a given moment, we said it this way, stress is no excuse for not having an excellent spirit. As a matter of fact, you have the ability to have a beautiful spirit no matter what's going on around you because of your roots in faith. Now, an excellent spirit doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. There's some times where you're going to be droopy and sad, and that's appropriate. Jared and Natalie are grieving over these weeks, and that's, that's right, that's, but we grieve in a way that others do not have. We are angry in a way that others do not have anger. And there is righteous grief and there is righteous anger. But in all of those things, there is hope. And I can even maintain an excellent spirit. Fighting injustice and fighting racism, I can maintain an excellent spirit. Traveling through grief, traveling through pain, I can maintain an excellent spirit. Stress at work, stress at home in my family, I can maintain an excellent spirit when I have faith in God, when my, when my roots are faith, uh, deep in the Lord. Look at, look at these verses in Daniel chapter 6. And it simply says this, Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit was in him. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had previously done. Now you see, Daniel had an excellent spirit. It was in him. Where did he get it from? Not from his circumstances. He got it from his roots in faith. He, he fed himself three times a day through prayer. When you are all in in faith, when you realize that faith matters, when faith is your power source in uncertain times, 
You need prayer like you need water. When faith matters, you need prayer like you need water. I want you just to think about this again for a moment. So we want to maintain an excellent spirit no matter what comes. How do we do that? We do that by feeding our faith. Now me as a, as a regular uh, person, I need water. I would not live. I would not survive without it. It is my life source. If this represents an excellent spirit and the roots represent your faith, this represents prayer. And when you understand that faith matters, your spirit needs prayer like I need water. It relies on it. And so three times a day, Daniel prayed. First in the morning, he got down on his knees and he had a conversation with God. In the afternoon, he bowed before his Lord. He told him about how the morning went. He talked to him about the coming evening. He gave thanks and he prayed to his God. And in the evening, Daniel prayed to his God with everything that was going on him, with all of the stress of leading an empire, of having a, an attack and being thrown into the lion's den. How did he maintain an excellent spirit? Daniel knew that when faith matters, you need prayer. You need to restore your relationship with God like you need water. So make sure that as you travel through these uncertain times, you lean into faith by leaning into pray, prayer. And we said it this way, pray, period. Just pray, period. And then watch what God will do. And so last week we talked about the power of prayer and we'd love for you to jump back and look at that. But that was our fourth, our fourth truth that shows us the power of prayer in uncertain times, the power of faith in uncertain times. Number five, and finally we'll close with this. Personal faith persuades others, especially in uncertain times. Your personal faith persuades others in uncertain times. I want to encourage you with this thought as we close out our time together today. When you have faith, your faith doesn't just affect your life. It affects the lives of those around you in an incredibly powerful way. We see it in the story of Daniel. We see that Daniel influenced his friends. He changed kings and he faced lions. And he did all of that because of his faith. When we go through uncertain times, we can become very inward focused, selfish. And we need to become selfless as a church. How do we face COVID-19? Do we take care of ourselves and just ourselves? No, we look to our neighbors. We look to our community. We look to those who need hope. We have it because we have Jesus. They do not. And so in crisis, faith gives us the ability to be others focused. We have the ability to be others focused. Now, I want to encourage you as we think about the truth in Daniel. Daniel's life demonstrated an opportunity for three kings, the most powerful people in their day and age, to come to know God Most High. As we read through the story of Daniel, first King Nebuchadnezzar, it took him generations before he accepted God Most High as the God of his life. King Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, rejected God Most High and lost his life. And King Darius, who threw Daniel in the lion's den, made an edict that he sent to every nation everywhere that they are to fear and tremble and follow God Most High. How did three kings meet God? They met God through the faith of Daniel. Not only did Daniel affect kings, Daniel affected his best friends, Shadrach, Meshach, 
in Abednego because Daniel's faith led him to help others. Just this last week, we took a quick survey. And in this survey, we asked, are you more likely during COVID-19 to be reaching other people with the good news of the gospel or are you less likely? And we looked and saw that these results came up. How has COVID-19 impacted your goal to pray, invest, invite in others in Jesus in 2020? We have a goal as a church that every one of us would prayerfully, through the power of God, see one person in our lives come to know Jesus. Who's your one? In the last couple of weeks, we've seen two ones come to know Christ as their personal Savior. Isn't that incredible? Two people have come to faith in Jesus during this COVID through the online ministry, through the prayer, investing, and inviting of you. And it's been incredible to see that happen. And here was the results of Branch Life Church members, 50 people taking the survey. 68% said that you've been more active in praying for, investing in, and inviting others to Jesus. But 32 said less active. Listen, I'm incredibly proud of you guys. One, for answering this question. For those of you that have been more active, you have been able to allow your faith to pivot from self-focus to other focus. And it is so easy to get in, in drawn with stress and with uncertainty. And so there's no blame or shame for the 32%, but realize that God has opportunity for you. And God is saying to you in this moment, hey, there's somebody for you to reach. There's someone for you to pray for every day. There's someone for you to invest in, to show the love of Jesus, to be kind in, to be kind to. There's someone for you to invite to a live stream, to a watch party. There's someone that you can talk to about Jesus, that you can tell the lo- about the love of Jesus to give them the hope of God. And we all, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of faith, can have an eternity for impact, an impact for eternity in those around us. Here's what King Darius said at the end of chapter six. He says this, then King Darius wrote to all the people, all nations and all languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever, and his kingdom will never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be no end. You see, King Darius, through the faith of Daniel, believed in God most high. He learned the power of faith in uncertain times. And he learned that, hey, I've got to trust in this God. And I want all people in all nations, in all languages to fear and tremble for this God. Why? Because he delivers and rescue. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has saved Daniel from the power of the lion's den. And when People see your faith saving you in uncertain times. When they see your beautiful and excellent spirit in uncertain times, they will be persuaded that faith has power in uncertain times and that your faith, know this, has power today and tomorrow and for all eternity. So as we wrap up the series, how has faith in uncertain times challenged you? How has faith in uncertain times challenged you? As we travel through the book of Daniel, what have you been encouraged by? How has God spoken to you? These were my five top truths 
that mattered to me in my life as I travel through these uncertain times. And, and there's been so many of these and so many more that we've talked through about this series. Maybe for you, one of these fives matter. Maybe through this series or through this talk today, you have become a follower of Jesus. We'd love to hear about that. I decided to follow Jesus. Maybe you were strengthened in your faith, in your prayer life, and in your walk. But I know that if you open your heart to the message of God's word, that God will speak to you. What is he speaking? How is he encouraging you? How is he challenging you? And how is he strengthening your faith? Here at Branch Life Church, we believe that the stronger your connection to Christ, the farther your reach. We see that's true in the story of Daniel. He had an incredibly strong connection to God, and he made a huge impact in the world around him. The stronger your faith, the farther your reach. May God, through this series, have strengthened your faith and encouraged you to reach others with the love and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So will you respond? Will you write us a quick note and tell us one thing that you've been encouraged by, one thing you've been challenged, one decision you've made, one story that's happened to you, something that you couldn't stop thinking about, that, you, uh, that you've put into practice, that you've encouraged other people with? Let us know if you shared your faith. Let us know if someone's come to Christ or if you've come to Christ. But will you respond and go to branchlife.church and click the response card? It's being delivered on all of your platforms right now if you're watching live. And if you're watching the rebroadcast, you can see it on our on-demand page and fill out the response. Go to the Gospel tab and let us know what's happening. Can I challenge you as in our series finale to do one more thing special? Would you post it? You don't have to post the same response that you sent to us but post something that's been an encouragement to you. Encourage the world about the power of faith and talk to us, post about the impact of the story of Daniel, of the truths about faith and the impact that they've had on your life. How have you been traveling through these uncertain times and what faith principles, how has your relationship with God encouraged you, challenged you, given you power and hope And what practices have you been participating in to strengthen your faith? Post it. Post it. Whatever God leads you to post so you can encourage all of us. And when you post, tag us uh, at branchlife.church or hashtag branchlife.church, branchlifechurch, so we can hear and see and celebrate your stories of what God has done. We hope that you guys have been challenged as we've gone through this time together. As we've talked about the life of Daniel, an ancient text, and the connection and the power that it has today in our lives as the truths of of God's word come alive for us in this time. I want to invite you to join us next week as we continue on investigating God and we'll hear more about what God has for us in this time and this season. So you become a part of Branch Life Church, whether you continue joining online or as we go through our reopening plans, our regathering plans, we'd love for you to join us. Guys, thank you for being a part of this series. We hope that it's been an encouragement and a challenge to you. Let me close our time in a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Dear God and Heavenly Father, we pray that your word would be alive in our lives. God, that you would be our leader as as we recognize that you're in control of those who are in control. God, give us a good spirit and an excellent spirit as we live in this world under our God-given authority. God, help us to be deeply rooted in our faith and to feed our faith through prayer. God, would you allow people around us to see our faith to see our good works and honor our God who is in heaven. Help us to be a people and a church 
who is known for showing and demonstrating the love of Christ. And God, would you allow us each to reach someone for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, God, that you would use this series, this time, uh, this unique period in, in human history for us to continue to strengthen our connection to Christ so we can do what it is you've called us to do in these moments. As we uh, seek to be the church, as we seek to grow together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, we follow your lead. We thank you for the power of faith in uncertain times. God, we love you, and we, we ask that you would guide us in the days and weeks ahead. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the series. It's been great. Again, if you've missed any of it, you can find it on demand on our website or on our YouTube channel. Have a great week.